Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning back in. I'm at home, but we're still going to deliver you some high quality content. Um, So let's get into it. This week, we want to talk again about Terra and how it has upgraded to a new network. What does that mean? What are airdrops? All the things surrounding that. Then we want to get into how some of the sharks, Mark Cuban, Kevin O'Leary, are talking about crypto right now as it's going down and how maybe we need to not worry as much about this market going down. Finally, we want to talk to you about how celebrities are getting into the NFT space and how big exchanges are now starting to sponsor them even more with this market downtrend. So let's get into Terra. Because a lot has gone on in the last few weeks, and we want to explain to you what they're doing. So Terra 2.0 just launched on May 27th, and basically it is a hard fork of the old chain, the one that failed. So go so, go over hard fork just real quick, so that because we we talk about it sometimes, but we don't really talk about what that means for the, the technology side of it. Absolutely. So Again, soft fork versus hard fork. Soft fork is just a software update, like going from Windows 10 to Windows 11. Hard fork is when we have a totally new cryptocurrency that is minted um, off of the old chain. So basically, they duplicated the Terra Luna chain um, and created a new coin um, that is minting blocks on a parallel chain. So... What that means is now we have the old Terra, which is now Terra Classic, and the new one, which is Terra 2.0. And it's Luna is the ticker, right? So Luna C, funny, right? Luna C is Luna Classic, and then you have Luna, which is Luna 2.0. Luna 2.0, yeah. That's what you'll see on the exchanges. Yeah, so it it makes it a little more complicated when you're transacting because if you have your Terra station, your client-centered wallet, you're basically sending to the same address. However, you have to toggle between the different different radio frequencies. So there's the main net and then there's the classic. Um, so if you wanted to send UST or Luna Classic, you'd have to be on the classic network on the wallet, which is a toggle on the settings. Um, but if you're sending to an exchange, it's a little bit easier because they just do it for you. They'll sort it into the necessary frequency or wallet that, that you then can send from. So for instance, if you've got a Coinbase or a Kraken or a Binance and you know, like ERC 20, right. Is, is Ethereum's blockchain, but everybody's has clones of it. So if you have Uniswap, Chainlink, all these are, are the same blockchain. So they have this ERC 20 code that is the same for each deposit. So you'll see they run, they run on Ethereum, but they're totally different currency. Right. So the nice thing about the, the exchange is, is that you send it to the one ERC 20 address, Ethereum, Chainlink, Uniswap, whatever it is, and they'll know which account to put it in. Sure. Sure. So hard fork just occurred last week. And now what does that mean? So basically what they're trying to do is preserve the ecosystem that was thriving on the original Luna, uh, but then started to fail because of this whole UST decoupling. 
And there's a lot of great projects like Mirror Protocol, Anchor, if, if that can be revived. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of projects. And so they're going to migrate to this new blockchain. And the other idea with this new um, 2.0 is to try to make some of these retail investors like us whole by airdropping these coins. So they have a time schedule. They have specific qualifications that if you are holding Luna pre-attack versus post-attack, you are entitled to some free 2.0 coins. Free. Right. So basically how it works is they have this timing schedule. If you were under a certain threshold, you're going to get 30% of these new coins on May 27th. So you should already have them if you have them in Terra Station. Um, some of these exchanges are supporting it, like Nexo and Kraken. Yeah. So for so instance, for example, I had, go ahead. yeah, I had 15 Luna at one point. I know <laughs> that was like $1,500 worth of Luna that became less than a penny. Um, so I got 30% of that 15, which was roughly four and a quarter of these new Luna airdropped immediately in my account. Super cool. So I got my 25 bucks back. <laughs> 25 bucks doesn't really make up for 1500. No, it doesn't. it doesn't. However, <clears throat> he will also get another 70% over the next two and a half years. So that's kind of the vesting period for, for lower stake Luna holders is you get 30% up front and then over the next two and a half years, you'll get the remaining. So for me in my Terra station wallet, I got, you know, 36 new Luna. And then over the next, over the next two and a half years, I'll get my remaining 70% deposited right into my wallet. Um, for some of the whales, they're going to have to wait up to four years to get their Luna. So they've really prioritized retail investors over these institutions, which I think is good. It helps make sure the market isn't flooded too much. And it, it tries to make the retail investors whole before the big guys, which is a, a better way to go about it because a lot, a lot more little people lost than, than the big guys. So in three years, I'll have my $80 back. Yeah, you'll have your $80 back. So for you, the cost of the new coin needs to go up to about $100 a coin. Right, which is basically where I bought it at. Right, in order to get your money back. And I'm not optimistic about it, but if if this ecosystem can survive, then this would be a crazy comeback and you could potentially get your money back. But the main thing is that the, all of this tech that has been built on this blockchain is not just, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, all of this, these ideas that are utilizing this because Terra's blockchain is cheap, you know, fast transactions. So fast, it's, it's cheap and there's some good decentralized applications. I mean, again, Mirror Protocol had an exploit this last week, lost two million in the grand scheme of things. Not that big of a deal. Um, but it just shows that there's a lot more developments and, and tweaks that need to happen. But the whole idea of mirror protocol is to be able to mirror the stock market in crypto. So you can buy um, Apple stock or you can buy Netflix stock in the form of a, of a cryptocurrency. I mean, there's some use to that. So they have these really cool protocols that are now migrated to the new version. And if they can survive and help propagate this, this new Luna, 
um, that has inherent value because of the ecosystem, then potentially they could make a comeback. And some of us retail investors might be able to get our faith back in the projects because the value is going up and, and we're getting our airdrop value back. Well, and let's be honest, right? I mean, people have short attention spans, the short memories. I mean, there's been hacks before on other blockchains and they've been forgotten. I wouldn't about. call it a hack, more of an attack, but yeah. This was an attack, yeah. but This was an attack. Just yeah. in general, like we're still in this wild west. So we yep. have to live with that. And yeah, I think the sooner we get Doquan out of the picture, the better, but who knows if that'll even be possible. Yeah, I think I think uh, Tara needs a new, a new leader, a better PR person for sure. <laughs> um, but... Again, like you said, memories are short. Ethereum had Ethereum is the second largest cryptocurrency, and they had an issue with a decentralized autonomous organization way back when. Had to make an emergency hard fork, and that's why we have Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. So they had issues early on. I would say this is an early on issue for Terra. If they could recover like Ethereum, it could be it could be big. But again, not holding out hope. Here's hoping I get my 80 bucks back. <laughs> I really need that 80 bucks. Um, moving on, though, uh, Mark Cuban is addressing that although there are a lot of doubts, fear and greed index is, is really low. A lot of fear in the market because we're down you know, 50%, even more in some of these other cryptocurrencies. He's still saying that where we're at with crypto right now is like the early days of the internet. It's like the dot-com boom. We've said this before, you know, there, there is an immense opportunity when things get boring, when the market starts going down to start accumulating and building wealth. Well, and they're talking about, you know, like NFT projects are still going on. Like you would think that this bust, if you will, is going to take money out of NFTs, but Cuban and Mr. Wonderful, they're all, they're, they're big into the technology, you know, the software aspect of it and comparing it to the dot-com boom and the fact that early adopters, you know, think about it. You're, we say it all the time. It's like you use the internet every day, like for hours and hours and hours, you couldn't live without it. You know, they're saying, yes, that's going to be the case for crypto sooner than later. I mean, Mr. Wonderful said it's going to be the 12th sector of of the economy. So I believe that. And I think I do too. them being in these places of power and Mr. Wonderful wasn't always a, a, a believer. No, he was a skeptic for sure. You know? And so yeah, having these guys who, yeah, like them or hate them, they, they're successful. And so if they see the value in this and they understand that, yeah, the market's overinflated, there's money coming into projects with no intrinsic value. Of course, there's going to be a crash, you know? Uh, I think well, and a lot of these projects won't survive. Right. How many a cryptos? A lot of them won't survive. There's almost 20,000 different cryptocurrencies. Yeah. I would bet that only 100 of those survive the long term. Yeah. You know? But it's because and of their software, because of their added value. It's because they, they, they give you something. There is something tangible there that is making people's lives better, that it's optimizing economies. It's doing, you know, it's... Yeah. I mean, that, that's just it, is we are in a, a new money revolution, and the, a lot of the skeptics are those that don't understand it. And when you start to understand it, 
you become more curious and less skeptical. I feel like, and the more these institutions get in, the less speculative this market, the less volatile right. this market, and the more sustainable it will be because cool. people adapt efficiency, people adopt things that make their lives easier. Easy. And this is, this is where we're heading. Exactly. Well, and I think the thing that, uh, O'Leary was saying too, is that the stable coins is the low hanging fruit is the one, the minute you regulate that now the stock market can actually invest in crypto. You know, right now we're doing a little ETF action, you know, people are going to Canada to get some investments, you know, but once we can actually regulate a stable coin, now we've moved the ball forward. And I think that's when Bitcoin go shoots through the roof. Yeah, I agree with Kevin. I think I think going towards the the easier regulations helps branch out into the the more complicated regulations of some of these additional cryptocurrencies that have more features that need more in-depth regulation. But yeah, you regulate US dollar coin and now now it makes it easier to branch out and, and get more comprehensive regulations to make this a viable 12th sector. So enough about that. Moving on. Finally, we got to talk about Kanye, who Yay. has been against NFTs, but is now going to do NFTs. Yay. I know it's exciting. No, no. His name, Yay, is his name. He oh, right. He changed his name. Yay. Great. Why isn't it Ye? I, it should be Ye, right? Because it's the Yeezys. <sighs> Yeez us. Yeez us, right? Yeah. Yeez oh, Louise. Okay. That would have been good. Yeez Louise. I like it. But yeah, so he's finally getting into NFTs. Um, He was totally against them, but now, you know. There's money the in money. it. Yeah. There's money in it. Yeah. I mean, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> is making so much money i think in sandbox because he's you know licensing like cars and skins and all this stuff it's genius it's genius yeah. right and and it's rudimentary like content but man if it's got snoop's logo on it and you can sell it as an nft oh yeah people are buying it they're snooping it up <laughs> <laughs> i love it and also um Exchanges are trying to endorse these celebrities. Now, Binance is now endorsing Abel Tesfaye, the Canadian superstar singer. Abel. Abel Tesfaye, you know. Abel Tesfaye? Tesfaye, yeah. He's big. He's a Super Bowl performer. You know what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't know who you're talking about. Abel Tesfaye, The Weeknd. Oh, The Weeknd. Why don't you just lead with The Weeknd? So he he's partnered with Binance now. They're sponsoring his tour. They Binance donated two million dollars to his humanitarian fund, and you know they're sponsoring his new global tour, trying to integrate Web three technology to enhance the tour and get people immersed in this new internet. That sounds cool. Yeah, I would love to see what what it looks like and how they're going to add and integrate that technology. But it just shows that. They see celebrities are the influencers that people buy into what celebrities are doing. So, of course, targeting them makes sense. And then they're getting and paid gobs of money. Getting paid gobs of money, creating their own NFT collection, selling it. Um, but, I mean, the other thing, too, is this is benefiting charity. 
which is super cool. The NFT collection that they're going to build with the weekend, 5% of the proceeds are going to benefit that same humanitarian charity. So everybody can win. And make money. I like that. And, and make money. Yeah. Of course, the rich people are going to get richer with this, but you don't have to miss the train. You can start out dollar cost averaging. But that's huge. Imagine, yeah, right. The, imagine the the actual concerts and you got Binance as the sponsor. At the largest kind of, exchange. At the actual in, concert. In the and then in the yeah. metaverse. And I'm sure they're going to do some, met, like they're going to do a better job than than uh, Facebook's Foo Fighters concert. I can guarantee you that. I was going to say, yeah. They'll probably I can guarantee you that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to do the weekend better. They're gonna than the Foo Fighters got to Tessa Faye is gonna gonna kick it out of the park. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it makes total sense that they're they're teaming up with these these big names, and that's that's what we're missing is is the buy in, the adoption, but it's gonna keep growing exponentially. And with that, the more money invested, the more people invested, the more people utilizing these blockchains, these technologies the more value is going to add over time. And that $100,000 Bitcoin level isn't so so crazy after a while. So Bitcoin's market cap is $800 billion, and the total equities market on the planet is over $100 trillion. Yeah. There's a lot of room Insane. for growth. There's a lot of room for so growth. So much room for growth. Especially so based on this technology. Yeah, and then it's the next logical step. And I've been I've started reading the this book called The Bitcoin Standard. It's one of the most popular Bitcoin books out there. Michael Saylor has a foreword in it, who's arguably the biggest Bitcoin proponent, MicroStrategy CEO. But the thing that blew my mind as I was reading it, starting to read it, is that the original price of Bitcoin used to be 0. 0.009 cents. That was the like the first. Um, documented value of Bitcoin, 0. 0.009 cents. Well, and how much were you mining per day at that point too? Oh, I mean, <laughs> probably hundreds. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to think about. But what is worth to think about is 800 billion versus 100, 100 trillion. trillion. So, and it's the 12th sector of the economy. That's That's worth thinking about. Well, the other thing too is these big, Top shot rich guys are pouring millions and billions of dollars. The Grayscale CEO, I think they have they're managing over ten billion dollars with the Bitcoin, over five billion dollars with Ethereum, and they're not even phased. Right, they're not even phased by this downturn because they they know it's going to buy more. They'll just buy more. Yeah, and they'll just buy more. So they're waiting cool. for then they're going to retail investors yeah, to get out. Exactly, they're freaking out we, the retail we, investors, yeah. weeding out the weak hands. That's why you got to have those diamond hands. And that's why you got a dollar cost average, and you will get to the pinnacle, and then it'll crash. But and then it'll hopefully crash, yeah. you won't sell at the top. It's you can get like a couple us. bucks out once you know once we yeah. hit the five trillion dollar market cap. Once we hit the ten trillion dollar market cap, so. Yeah. It's it's coming. I can feel it. Are you in? I feel it coming. <laughs> I feel it coming. Yeah, that's the weekend, right? <laughs> that's testify right oh, there. That was a good rendition. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what we're saying is dollar cost average. We're not financial advisors and don't miss out. That's the roundup.
Let's take a look at those charts. All right, let's take a look at Bitcoin. Right now we're just under 30K over the last couple weeks. Uh, since that crash, we have been moving back and forth between 28 and 32, but it's been respecting that support level. There's a good chance we continue to grind back and forth, maybe grind up a little bit, a little bit for another month or so. And then it looks likely we will continue moving downwards. 25 would be next, followed by 20. Hopefully 20 is our bottom. If not, then we could see 18, but it is looking more bearish and the sentiment is also bearish. I would be looking for opportunities to sell the rallies, lock in some of that profit and live to fight another day. Let's take a look at another chart. We have a Elliott wave formation, which is just a five move pattern. So you can see one move down, two moves up, three moves down, four moves up, and then five is the final move down. So we could be in between three and four, which would mean there would be a small rally, but chances are we do go one more leg down before any sort of recovery could happen. The one potential bright spot could be, if we take a look at the two week chart, zoom in here, you can see the last month here, right? So two weeks per candle. You can see that the current candle is a potential inside bar. Now what that means is the top and the bottom fall completely in between the previous candle. So this is either a continuation pattern, meaning we're gonna continue to go downwards, or if this is the bottom, this is also a pattern that would show a potential reversal. If this is an inside bar, that it's a reversal on the 30K support, then that could be a big move up and potentially break our negative bear cycle. So that is a positive potential, but once again, I'm, I'm more bearish on the market at the moment. If we take a look at total market cap, same thing, we've been grinding on this support, this 1.2 trillion. And if Bitcoin decides to go down, it's gonna take all the other coins with it. Once again, if you're in profit, take a little profit. If you got in later and you are not in profit, then wait it out. Dollar cost average. And speaking of which, our dollar cost average for this week is Sia coin SC. It's half a penny right now. So you can grab a bunch of those for cheap. It's basically at the scene of the crime from its last pump. Could be a good buying opportunity. Next, we have XTZ, Tezos. Tezos has hit this support line. It's been respecting it for about a week. We could see a bounce. I think Tezos is a good opportunity. And lastly, NEO. Once again, this one has completely reversed all the way back to square one, basically. $11.50 from 140 at its last peak. So you might want to take a look at NEO. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Please leave a like. Please give us a subscribe. We really appreciate all your comments, all your support. And you can also check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.